Right. Before you leave your Thomas was going out to get like sauce for his fish. Right. Like, then he comes sauce. back and the fish is gone. He's like, oh yeah, Jesus came back and ate it. Right. <laughs> Let me doubt it. Mm-hmm. Unless I see the hands on I'm sure he did. John. Yeah. And I bet Moses ate my french fries. Huh? Okay. Then <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, that's good. I'm looking at you. Incredulous, Thomas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week, at home and at work, and with all your friends and family. My name is David Tremaine. I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister here at St. Paul's. And usually we are accompanied by our third host, Jackie, the Reverend Jackie Pippen, who lives in Japan and uh, works as our digital resource curator for faith to go But Jackie's sick, and she has no voice, which uh, doesn't really work for a podcast. So she sent us her uh, notes for this week's gospel reading, so we'll, she'll, her voice will still be heard just via email and my voice. So uh, whenever I'm talking about what Jackie's points are, just pretend like Jackie's talking. So like every week, um, we're going to go through the gospel lesson. Um, we're going to each highlight one thing that we hope you incorporate into your conversations, uh, your Faith to Go conversations this week, uh, using the resources on the webpage, www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. And then we will uh, wrap it up and go from there. So Maya is going to read the gospel reading for this week, which is Easter 3, year B, and it's from Luke chapter 24, verses 36B to 48. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see me, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, There are my words that I spoke to you while these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened up their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the name to all nations, in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Okay, so just to give you some context, uh, this sounds a lot like the gospel reading from last week, which was from John chapter 20, and essentially it's the same, the same story but told from Luke's perspective, uh, told by the, gospel, uh, the author of the gospel of Luke. So um, this is Jesus' appearance to the disciples, to the twelve. Right before this was the story of the walk to Emmaus, which is the story of two disciples walking to Emmaus, which was another town, and encountering the risen Jesus on the way and not recognizing him until they sat down and broke bread with him. And so um, 
it says that the gospel this week starts on 36b because the beginning of 36 is while they were talking about these things or while they were talking about this, which is referring back to the, those two disciples going back to Jerusalem to tell the 12 about what they had seen. So uh, as you will recognize, there's no Thomas in this story like there was last week. So there's no doubting Thomas. So Thomas gets a week off uh, from being hated on. And, uh, um, but this is also the, almost the last story before um, the end of Luke's gospel. And then the second part of Luke's gospel, which is Acts, uh, written by the same author, um, is the follow-up to, to this uh, story. So um, Jackie is going to go first with her, uh, with what she wanted to highlight from this story. And so this is what Jackie sent us. Um, talking about that first half of the story uh, where Jesus is showing them his hands and his feet and he's eating things and, and uh, proving that he's not a ghost. Um, Jackie says she was going to talk about Jesus being a physical flesh and bones person coming to bring peace and how he is super real and super alive and ready to be in our lives. Yeah. But like the disciples, are we going to see him and let him in and recognize him in our lives today? How are we encountering Jesus in the world? And in these moments, like the disciples that need to touch him to believe, where do we turn to see the hands and feet of Jesus to believe again? And this can be different answers for different people. Someone might find Jesus's feet in the shower of blessings ministry, but someone else might find Jesus's hand in the healing liturgy when they are hurting. But then paired with that, how are we going to be those hands and feet, those real tangible experiences for other people when they need them? How will we try to bring peace to situations where people are scared? And how will we try to do that over and over without ceasing like Jesus did? So Maya's going to expand on that last part about the being Jesus part. But Jackie's initial um, thing she wants to highlight is about how we recognize Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the gospel writer is being very specific in this story, showing that Jesus isn't just appearing to be resurrected or isn't just appearing as a ghost or isn't some vision, but actually is physically there in the room, a physical body, a physical resurrected body, which is really a really important point uh, for this gospel writer to make. One that John didn't make so clearly, though he did have Thomas touching Jesus, which means that Jesus yeah. was a physical body mm -hmm. but go so far as to say i am not a ghost <laughs> jesus like, saying, I, I am not a ghost i am i myself i'll prove it to you by eating that fish yeah let me eat that fish over there or which like, kind of makes me think of casper the friendly ghost when i never uh, saw <laughs> I, that's before my okay. time no kidding casper the friendly ghost he has those three terrible ghost uncles and they <laughs> all eat they're all eating dinner and oh, it's just relatable. going through them and falling on the floor <laughs> relatable and it's really somehow? nasty okay but that doesn't happen here it's assumed that jesus like headless horseman like headless Nick, oh, nearly headless Nick. In, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, "Oh, come see my head," and it's like half off. Right. And Jesus is like, "Look at my wounds." Except the difference is that Nick can move through walls and stuff. Right. Jesus apparently can also move through walls. I guess oh, because true. he like goes through the door. But anyway. he's also a. Anyway, <laughs> you can see why they'd mistake him for a ghost. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so but Jackie is jumping off from this point that is that it's important to. The, the physical resurrected body of Jesus is important for the gospel, for the gospel writer here. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us, Jackie's saying, because 
it means that we can still encounter Jesus in the physical world around us and physically through other people. So, uh, and that we have the proof of that through this, this gospel that Jesus did, in fact, you know, come back and as a physical part of creation. Right. 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 So that's Jackie's point is that um, what we need, what we can be asking ourselves all the time is where am I encountering Jesus in the world around me, in the physical people around me, in these physical situations? And, and then leading to how can I physically embody that kind of peacemaking in the world that Jesus is bringing into this gospel lesson? Also, Which, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I also somewhat appreciate that the, the 12 were somewhat expecting a ghost if they, or like they thought he was a ghost because I think it's interesting how, you know, he's so transcendent, right? He transcends death and it's this omnipotent, omnipotent, like omnipresent God. But at the same time, it's like almost this weird Hegelian dialectic thing where it's like, he's so transcendent that he's here Mm. and so here that he's transcendent Mm -hmm. and like, he's so here mm-hmm. that even when he's not here, he's here. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but um, yeah. if what I'm saying makes sense. No, it makes sense. And it's like this, it's again, just building on the witness of the incarnation that we believe in an incarnate God that, that broke into the world in this particular place, in this particular time, in this particular person. And that particularity doesn't stop after the resurrection because that we can still find. There. Yeah. We still find Jesus in the particular, in the physical world around us so i know we made little smirky faces when we read jackie's thing about like he's so here it's so alive and or and but i really do now totally agree with that where it's um he was just so present as a physical form like his physical body Mm -hmm. that he's still so even when it even when it's not there it's still there because it was so present then Yeah. yeah when he resurrected right like the presence is still reverberating 2000 years later right and that because it didn't go away then, then what yeah. means it will go away now? Yeah. So yours, the one, the thing that you wanted to highlight, Maya, kind of comes, jumps off from Jackie's. Jackie's. So when Jackie had said um, that, you know, how do we do the similar things? How do we serve like Jesus did and love like Jesus did? Um, for, I guess, somewhat of a reference point, I've, I've been reading this um, book. It's for lovers of God everywhere. And it's uh, like a compilation. It's, compiled by Roger Husden, Housden, and it's poems of the Christian mystics. And there's this um, one by St. Teresa that says, uh, well, it's called You Are Christ's Hands. It says, and so, like, based off the context of what Jackie was saying, and it's, uh, Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which is to look out Christ's compassion to the world. Yours are the feet with which he's to go out about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he's to bless men now. Shout out to St. Teresa. So with that, I think, um, you know, it, it kind of goes into where do we see God? And it's like, I think about the people that might have offered him that fish. Mm-hmm. And like, like, I feel like when we offer things to people and like seeking Christ in all persons and like seeing God in each other and like filling each other with what we need, and, like, sustenance is critical for, you know, like, serving others is critical to claiming our identity. So this gets kind of weird. It's, like, your physical identity, but also, you know, your human identity as, uh, cr- like, 
followers of Christ and our whole goal is to be, you know, do what he said to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and there's a, there is a, that Jesus is bearing witness to this physicality, this physical presence and this physical resurrection as he's then going and sending out the disciples to be physically present in the world and physically be with people, be present with people. And that, and so it's, and his, his specific commissioning to them is that repentance and forgiveness of sins are to be proclaimed uh, in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. So it's this physical call to go out into the world. But from where you are. Yeah. So it's like in the present moment. Mm-hmm. So you were in Jerusalem now mm-hmm. and from where you are in this very second. So it's almost also a call to mindfulness, I feel like, mm-hmm. and being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And so while like, yes, let's go out to all the nations, it's like focus on where you are right now, mm-hmm. your body, mm-hmm. the people around you, your space mm-hmm. right now. And from there, mm-hmm. go out. And it's also kind of somewhat of a testament to self-care, I feel like. Yeah. Like, you can't, you know, you can't be without a body, you know, for us anyway. Um, Like, well, that's a whole other thing. But (laughs) um, that, you know, to to serve others is that we have to have, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to sustain our body. We need to eat our broiled fish. That's right. Right? Eat your Wheaties. That's right. Eat your broiled fish, kids. Your spinach. Right. That's it. Part yeah. of a balanced diet. Yeah. So my the the thing I want to highlight then is uh that that second half of the of this episode here. Um when Jesus says, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And I like this. I love that um, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, because that's then the second story in a row in Luke, including the one just before that, like we said, the road to Emmaus, where the gospel writer is referring to a way that Jesus opened people's minds to script, to the truths of scripture, um, as a resurrected, like post resurrection. Right. So and in, like, in Emmaus, it says, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while we were, while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us. And it's interesting to me because these are the same disciples that for the entirety of the gospel have no idea what's going on. Right. They're like super confused <laughs> about like, everything. Jesus is explaining parables, Relatable. breaking them down, and they have no idea what's going on. I'll get it. And and so as this like pre-death, pre-resurrection mm-hmm. Jesus during the minis- during his ministry, there's all these people that have no idea what they're what is going on. They're so confused. Uh, they're saying things that are kind of crazy sometimes and they're messing up and and really? interpreting things in an unhelpful or unhealthy or, or damaging way mm-hmm. sometimes. And then Jesus dies and after the resurrection is when it finally when people are finally able able capable of 
having their minds open to a new way of understanding the scripture and the truth of what Jesus has been trying to say. It's and, kind of like, oh, go ahead. Well, to, I'm just, to finish the thought, it's just like, to me, it makes me think of, in my own experience, like, in my own life, when I have experienced a death and then, like, a suffering and then a death and then the, a resurrection, the truth of Scripture m- is opened more to me after that suffering and death and resurrection. Like it resonates so much like more. I'm able to hold the dissonance of it and the tension of it and the ways that it doesn't really make sense like in the moment, like as it stands on the page, but there's something in me that's been opened up through this suffering, death and resurrection that that is like Jesus opening my mind or Jesus opening me up to a new possibility, opening my eyes. I think like when we suffer crucifixions, like we suffer wounds like Jesus did and we still have wounds. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting when people think about, you know, Jesus healing wounds because his wounds were never healed. Mm-hmm. I think of like how our wounds are kind of like, and actually one of these poems, it says like the, um, Jesus is like the soothing balm, but the wounds are like, the or like the the entry point for yeah. how we can serve others, yeah, and the way that we can receive that balm. Because if I just put it on my skin, it's like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But without those wounds, I can't really, you know, benefit from it, yeah, and get resurrection, yeah. And so I just think about how also that whole kind of like aha moment that they have, like, oh, that's what you meant. I get it. Is Oh, you were being serious about this resurrection thing. I had no oh, idea. Right. It's like, <laughs> I got you. Um, I think it's, or, you know, with Mary Magdalene, how she didn't, or the women, they didn't recognize Jesus, and he, she thought he was a gardener. It's like, bro, this is mm-hmm. your best friend. How do you not recognize him? And then he says his, her name, and then she's like, oh, it's you. And so I think of, like, what I had just said about how kind of recognizing Christ in other people mm-hmm. and how... You know, it's kind of like, it's right in front of you. Yeah. Like, open your eyes, like, and see. The, but you can only really do that unless you're kind of um, receptive to it. And it's kind of like, look, all around us, there are miracles and resurrections mm-hmm. and cr- resurrected people. And also people that need to be resurrected every day. And how can we recognize that and kind of be like, oh, like, you are worthy of, you know, my utmost dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has happened in my life, like, when I feel renewed and I'm able to see people, you know, with such so much more forgiveness and, and mercy that I don't, I always feel like it's sometimes I put on, like, a different lens of glasses sometimes mm-hmm. and my whole worldview's changed. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like our three things we're hoping everyone will highlight, uh, just to wrap everything up, is number one... Um, being aware and conscious of where we're seeing Jesus in the particular and physical world around us, in people, in places, in situations, as Jesus makes himself very clearly physically present to the disciples. Number two is how are we embodying and being the incarnated Jesus, the resurrected Christ, in the world ourselves? And then third, um, what are we aware of those the sufferings, deaths, and resurrections that have been a part of our lives? And what 
has been the transformation, um, the, the resurrected body uh, for ourselves in our own lives. So that kind of – where have those, have those paradigm shifts, those moments of change been in our lives? Because they're happening all the time. So after having had that discussion, uh, Maya is going to read the gospel again, and maybe you'll hear something new and different. And so Maya's going to read uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 36b to 48. Nailed it. (laughs) Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they had seen a ghost, that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you still have you anything here to eat? <laughs> they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took that and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the name to all, in his name to all nations, beginning, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Thanks, Maya. Thanks, David. Okay, so that's our episode for this week. Uh, We'll be back in your podcast feed next Sunday. Uh, Make sure to go check out all the Faith to Go resources for this week at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. You can follow us on Instagram at faith to go. And um, we'll be back in your feed next week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Maya. Thanks, David. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie, for your thoughts. And we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.